Can the Nashville Predators get involved in the NHL goaltending carousel? After a couple of key injuries, there's one team in particular the Preds might want to reach out to in terms of being a goalie trade partner. We'll talk about that today. Plus, World Junior Championships mosing on one Predators prospect is becoming an absolute star this tournament. More on that coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day, every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on thefourcheck.com. And look at this. The band is back together. Yes. We're, we're reunited. And it and- feels so good. <laughs> I was just going to do that. Yep. yep. 100%. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at onthefourcheck.com. How I have missed your face, my friend. Yeah. I've looked it up, and it's it's almost been almost a, a full calendar month since we've done a show together. I can't uh, live were, like that. Yeah, you were on vacation for a little bit. I was on vacation for a little bit. You and then a little staycation uh, last week to end yeah. the week for you. So it's uh, it's been a while. It, I feel like I've been like so out of the loop on hockey that like the the past few days I've been like glued to my laptop cramming <laughs> in like weeks worth of information so you weren't in greece just focused on everything nhl i don't i don't no, understand I'm, I'm, I'm sorry robin leonard um but yeah we're, we're with you yeah um, so greece was there. amazing right greece was, greece amazing, was amazing despite yeah. a lack of hockey despite the lack of hockey uh i'm i didn't i didn't ask if anybody knew about hockey there uh, I did learn that they are very much aware of the Nashville Parthenon. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, a, a couple of different people. So, like, we went to the Parthenon and the tour guide we were with, you know, uh, I went up to her and I was like, hey, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, in the town I grew up, you know, Nashville. And before I even finished, she's like, oh, you have the Parthenon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, did she like tell you ours was a knockoff or did you tell her that theirs was? Uh, well, they don't have the statue. We have the statue. So I mean, it's not mm. the original statue, but it's a statue. Yeah, that I think that makes ours better. Yeah, it's also in walking distance to uh, um, Centennial Sportsplex. So, you know, you can visit some ancient history and then also catch a Preds practice. There you go. See, Greece, Greece could be good. They just need yeah. to step it up a little bit. Yeah. Waiting for Ford Ice, Ford Ice Arena Athens <laughs> sometime in the Look, next little bit. Do not, do not joke too much because you know what? Like anything's possible. I'm still waiting for the one here in Sumner County. They're popping up every day. They're going to be like mm-hmm. Starbucks after a while. Where they you are. Three on a block that you can just go down and. Yeah grab a tall mocha and a nice little morning skate so, yep yep break an ankle it's gonna be great i do yeah um we got some business to take care of and we, we do. do have some hockey to talk about um one of and i kind of alluded to it earlier 
One of the big headlines in the NHL over the past week uh, has been Vegas, who cannot mm. stay healthy under any circumstances whatsoever. Robin Leonard out for the year, what it sounds like already, uh, with a undisclosed hip injury that requires surgery. Um, you have hinted you probably could guess what that mm-hmm. injury is, Anne. Yes. Yeah. So just... I have had the same hip injury and it's a hip injury, very typical to NHL goalies. A lot of times they can play through it. If it gets bad enough, there is just zero chance they can play through it because when it gets bad enough, you cannot sit, you cannot walk, you cannot stand. So I'm, you know, I am not a doctor, nor did I play one on television, but I'm willing to speculate that he has a labral tear. And needs to have it fixed because very common for hockey goalies with the movements they make to have labral tear issues. And they're, it's rough. Like my heart, if that's what it is, I'm here for you, my friend, I will send you cookies. Cause it ain't nothing. No, there's so, and there's so much movement too. That goalies mm-hmm. have to, they have to be quick side to side, you know, up, down very yeah. fast. So, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. And remember Pecorine had a similar injury not too long ago. Uh, yeah. But for Vegas, you know, this is this is absolutely oh devastating for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, I'm sure all of us are, you know, sad for Robin Leonard, but also mm-hmm. another instance to kind of laugh at Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. And it, yeah, you know, they they just don't have the depth to be able to overcome losing your nine million dollar goalie. Um, you know, so yeah. hey. The Vegas Golden Knights need a goaltender because, oh, by the way, their backup, you know, their very mm-hmm. expensive backup, Laurent Brassard, he's going to be out for probably a lot of the year, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. still recovering from hip surgery. Yeah. It ain't no joke, friends. <laughs> I know they are like, you almost can't, you almost have to feel sorry for them but it's Vegas. And so there's a little bit that makes it hard, but this is such, I mean, that news is so devastating for Vegas moving forward. I mean, you are, you are really looking at a team that is in a ginormous goaltending pickle. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. And you know, it doesn't necessarily bode well for people in Nashville who may have a favorite young goaltender here Mm -hmm. that they would like to keep because, you know, Vegas is going to have to go shopping, I think. I think they're just going to have to go shopping. Well, that's a good transition because, as many people pointed out on Twitter, hey, the Preds have a few NHL-ready goaltenders on the roster. Uh, thanks to them signing Kevin Lincoln in, which I still don't get that. Um, yeah. Connor Ingram. There's a lot of people wondering what's going to become of Connor Ingram. Clearly, we saw he was going to be ready for, you know, an NHL mm-hmm. backup role. Um, we thought that was going to happen last year. Hey, but very much points, including a couple of games in the postseason. He looked like he was ready for an NHL starter role for mm-hmm. a team. Um, and all of a sudden, Vegas needs a goaltender. Nashville has a couple of extra goaltenders. Does this not seem like a good trade partnership? Yeah, this this has some discussion potential for sure. Because like you said, the Predators, you know, we've got 
so many goaltenders and only so many creases to put them in. So what are they going to do? And why does it have to be Connor Ingram? <laughs> I, and the more I think about it, the more time goes on. I still don't really get this. And, but I will say if, you know, if you're doing this as a dangle Connor Ingram as a piece in a trade, this is kind of one of your ideal scenarios. Like, unless there's like, he's a piece of a package for like another, like bigger name player. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're, if you're trying to trade Connor Ingram to a desperate team and get some kind of things back, this Vegas situation is almost exactly what you need, you know? Yeah. It's, it's ideal for the Nashville predators because Vegas they have to do something. I mean, in theory, they could go with Logan Thompson, who did pretty well for them down the stretch, another young goalie. Yeah. But you have to have somebody solid to, to partner with him. You have to have so- – I mean, at this point, you just have to have a body to put in that if you're Vegas. Yeah. Um, and their backs are against the wall. So, you know, what – what might they have that Nashville might want? Because again, Nashville somehow ended up with more goalies than, than nets. Yeah. The the only other goalie, the Knights have in their roster is Michael Hutchinson, who is Mm -hmm. not good for for a better term. Bless. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, Vegas is going to have to do something about that. And, you know, Hey, I mean, they, they seem to kind of hint that maybe like, uh, like Logan Thompson was, was their future. Like maybe mm-hmm. they thought like he was going to kind of carry the load. He certainly carried the load down the stretch, but, um, and played pretty well, like definitely yeah. by the end of the year, like he was definitely like one of their better players. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in this league, you, you need two. you need two reliable. Absolutely. Um, and, and so it does seem like a fit. So here, here in a second, and I kind of want to talk about, um, maybe trade packages, what the predators might be able to get from Vegas or any other team uh, if they decide to trade Connor Ingram. Um, And also what happens if he doesn't get traded? There's a couple of possibilities there. First though, want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and they have a new flavor, indulgent cookie dough yep cookie dough chunk puffs have light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course covered in 100 real chocolate but it sounds like a candy bar but it is actually something uh, that you can feel good about eating that's because cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them uh, and they're made of collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of other health benefits so run to built.com to snag a box for you and your family it's a perfect treat or something that'll keep you jazzed and energetic throughout the day there's also plenty of other great flavors if cookie dough is not really your thing cherry barcia mint brownie coconut almond plenty of uh Uh, puffs flavors too like cinnamon churro there's so much there's so much you don't have an excuse not to go check it out so um go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order again promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com 
Bet.com. All right, and so we're talking about potential trades uh, for Connor Ingram here. You know, we're looking specifically at the Vegas Golden Knights because it sounds like they're, you know, oh, they're in, they're in, they're in a, they're in a Robin Leonard, and they need some help. So you're you're Nashville. You Mm -hmm. have Connor Ingram there. Mm -hmm. What's the realistic offer price? Like if David Poyle's calling up Kelly McCrimmon right now. Like what? What's the starting point? Like, what do you say? I will give you him for this. Gosh. Um, first of all, if I'm David Poyle, I begin the call with like something smooth, like "So, what's up?" <laughs> you know. Um, I think, and here's the thing: Connor Ingram is not nothing. But I look at Vegas and I think, okay, you're going to want to put a probably a package together because otherwise you're offering Vegas a young, relatively inexperienced NHL goaltender to back up another relatively young, a little more perhaps experienced goaltender. Um, you know, right now, Connor Ingram's cap hit is just over uh, 730000 So, I mean, like, price-wise, he's a bargain. But I'm thinking, when you look at what the Nashville Predators want, um, I don't necessarily see, like, a huge piece that the Predators could put a package together for that they would want to go after with Vegas. But, like, let's look at, like, a little, a little you know, like, hearty fourth liner. So, so you're thinking maybe a hockey trade out of I'm it. thinking a hockey trade. Instead of just, trade. hey, give us a third-round pick and you can have Connor Ingram. You know what? If I were the Predators and I'm trading away Connor Ingram, I would want a now piece more than a not-yet piece. Okay. But would that, you know, but again, you're looking at Vegas and you're saying, okay, but do they really have a now piece that's going to be worth putting something together for? Worth something putting together for and, you know, affordable, because that was kind of one of the perks of Connor Ingram was you're going to have a backup Mm -hmm. uh, who's making, you know, what some, it was, I think around like 800,000 against the right. cap or something like that. So yeah, you got to be careful who you brought back. I mean, but to your point, I mean, when this happened, when the Predators went out and signed Kevin Lincoln in, we thought like, okay, maybe Connor Ingram is like a future piece in a trade for a bigger player, like a bigger fish out there. Remember yeah. this, this was before the, um, like this was before, you know, the Preds got Nina Ryder mm-hmm. um, or Chuck got traded and we were kind of thrown out maybe Connor Ingram as, um, you know, a possibility in some of these moves. So, you know, that possibility is still out there. And there are a couple of names that, you know, some teams have kind of hinted they may be willing to trade at some point, you know, if not this offseason, maybe at the deadline. Um that hey maybe Connor Ingram is that future piece, yeah. You know? And we we think about like maybe hey Arizona Coyotes they have they're going to have a lot of people they're going to be looking to trade here in the next little bit. Um, Phil Kessel. Yeah, well he's a free agent. We can get him forever or for. Why whatever. wouldn't? What are we doing on that? That's a whole nother podcast. We'll dig into that another day, people. But come yeah. on, Phil. But I mean, but there's but there's options out there if you're going mm-hmm. to make you know, kind of a hockey trade that maybe go beyond Vegas a little yes. bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's hard for me to get excited. And again, it comes back to the hearing this Kevin Lincoln and, you know, when the Predators um, got Kevin Lincoln and it comes back to the only thing that makes sense in my mind is that they're considering one of these goaltenders as a piece of a hockey trade. And I, I don't, I mean, Devin Cooley, I don't think is a part of that. Uh, Askarov, I can't imagine a circumstance short of getting somebody like a Matthew Kachuk where you would even consider putting Askarov in any sort of a package. So it has to be Connor Ingram. And I, I'm, it mystifies me. Would you be happy? Like, what is your, what would you feel comfortable with when it came to dealing specifically with Vegas and, and Connor Ingram? Where would you be like, okay. I mean, I, I look at the roster and, and they're so thin. They're so thin. Oh, God, they're so yeah. packed with, with awkward contracts um, that I, you know, this may be a situation where you give them a goaltender, but get a, you know, a high draft pick in return. I mean, could you realistically go and say, you know, here's a goaltender. He's worth a third round pick or he's ready Mm -hmm. to play in the NHL right now. We want, you know, maybe even a second round pick. Like maybe that's your starting point. You see where you get up. Maybe you get like, you know, a third and something else, you know, maybe Vegas is that desperate. It's also interesting, you know, if you're Vegas looking at it from the Nashville perspective, you know you're going to have to get rid of Connor Ingram. And if you don't, he's probably going to go on waivers and he might be claimed. So you may be able to get free. So if you're the Preds, you kind of have to be careful about what your starting point is because what's stopping a team from just being like, okay, well, we'll wait until – wait it out. Yeah, we'll wait until you possibly lose him for free and we'll take his very cheap contract. Thank you. So this, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're David Poyle, you got to be careful, but you also can go to a team like Vegas and be like, hey, you know, there's going to be like 10, 15 teams that have a chance to take him before you do. Um, So why don't you make me an offer and we can skip all that and I'll give it to you now. Yeah. If you were Vegas, though, wouldn't you rather have somebody like Kevin Lankinen, which like I get it. It's not that's not going to happen. But this is one of those scenarios where I'm like, okay, David Poyle, you need to learn how to do this. Like you get Kevin Lankin in for what they get him for 1.2 million, 1.5 million for a year. And then let's flip him. It's like flipping houses. I mean, but that that's so like, (laughs) I know it doesn't work like that. I mean, God. (laughs) And, uh, you know, regardless, regardless. Regardless of how I feel about Kevin Lincoln, and that, that would be <laughs> such a douche move. Oh my gosh, ginormous. Uh, like, it's one thing to do it with, like, you know, designer shoes. It's probably another to do it with a human goaltender. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see any way that the Predators come out of this season with Connor Ingram on the roster. And I agree with you. If I'm the Vegas Golden Knights, like, you could do a lot worse. I think they probably would like somebody with a little more experience. Like I think if I were them in an ideal situation, I would lean towards like an older goaltender um, just to have that experience. But at this point, Vegas cannot be picky. Like their shopping list cannot be super long and Connor Ingram ain't nothing. Yeah, I agree. Like there's definitely like potential for the Preds to kind of, hold a team like Vegas and be like, look, 
you, this is this may be your best option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and the predators have to do something. Like, yeah, they got to do something in net. So, yeah. Poor. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some uh, some future preds, shall we? Uh, let's talk a little bit about World Junior Championships, Anne. All right, so let's dive into this World Junior Championship. So I had people in town, so I've missed a couple of days, but what I have caught has been interesting from a Nashville Predators, you know, prospect perspective for sure. But overall, Nick, what is It's I a mean, weird tournament. Like it this is weird. Is a weird tournament. Yeah, it is and you know, for the amount of excitement and interest and, and I get that it's like summer hockey. So there's like kind of a weird, you know, seasonal vibe to it, but it, there's not the buzz about it. I, I, I just don't feel like there's a, a little bit of a lack of something, a lack of zhuzh around this tournament. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting and I also find it a little bit poetic. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a little bit poetic. But he, like, is it, I mean, there, there's a couple of different options there. Like when I was mm-hmm. on vacation, obviously when, when the tournament started, but um, you know, I, I can't remember. It was the first game and I can't remember who it was. Somebody in the comments uh, like can chime in and let me know who it was. But mm-hmm. that first game, um, they showed a picture of the stadium at halftime or not half. You just Christ, at face off. <laughs> there, yep. so much going on. Yeah. They showed the, the stadium at face off yeah. and it, it was like no one. And I don't mean <laughs> like sparse crowd. I mean, there was nobody. No one. There was like a dot of, you know, maybe 10, 15 people each behind mm-hmm. each of the benches. And that was it. Like, yeah. it, it looked like, you know, when, you know, when an NHL team has a morning skate and, you know, they bring in like, you know, a couple of VIP guests or whatever, or like, you know, a special mm-hmm. tour or something like that. And they watch like, it looked like that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's usually packed. Like there's usually people traveling from everywhere yeah and you know it's it's in canada like this whole thing's in canada so you think there would be like you know a lot people wanting to come travel um you know this is the first you know i guess it's the second attempt of the first world juniors in in quite Mm -hmm. some time yeah so it, it just it seems weird that there wouldn't be more of an interest now there's there's theories like there's certainly oh, yes. theories one is just you know weird timing everybody's mm-hmm. kind of thrown out on hockey i mean and but then there's the the whole thing going on right now with hockey canada and it's just yeah. like you know how much of the junior scene are canadian hockey fans just kind of done with at this point or kind yeah. of very nonplussed by what's going on with all of these investigations, some of which literally seem to be popping up every single week mm-hmm. that yeah. they're so nonplussed that it's like, I, I can't, I can't in my heart go support this tournament. I think for me, that's a little bit where I land just internally. Now, look, I, this is such a great opportunity to see a couple of predators prospects. And so it's really, it, it 
in theory, it's a really fun tournament to watch. It's a really important tournament to watch as you're following hockey and you're looking at prospects and you're looking at potential, you know, future players. And um, there is something in theory that's really um, kind of in, and again, I have to hit the words in theory, that's just kind of pure and lovely about these young men playing hockey, not for money, but for the love of the game. But then for me, when it comes down to these stories coming out about behavior at World Juniors, mm-hmm. it's really hard. And I hate it for the players now because they are it is costing them something based on previous situations. And I do hate that, but look like hockey Canada and the stories that have come out, it is very difficult to separate this year's world juniors and look at it through a lens that is not somewhat colored by the fact that we have heard things that allegedly went on at other ones. It is very difficult for me to, find a way to not let that affect how I look at this tournament because there's a part of me that's like, okay, if you win, how are you going to celebrate? And, and again, it's not about these particular players and I hate that for them, but what hockey Canada is going through now, what they're investigating right now, it's very hard to want to be a part of that. And, and it sucks for the guys who are playing now. It sucks. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is because a lot of the people are like, well, don't punish, you know, these players right. who had nothing to do with what's going on. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, Hockey Canada is going to get a lot of money from this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Team Canada wins, which, you know, they look like they have a very, very strong chance right now, either them or the USA mm-hmm. by far are the two most loaded teams this tournament. If they win, they're going to get, you know, some bonus money. They're yeah. going to get a lot of publicity and glory from this. And there's, I think, a lot of teams, um, a, a lot of hockey fans out there mm-hmm. that are looking at that and saying, like, I, I don't really want to be a part of that. No. Like, and you if know. you look if you look at, like, sponsorships, you know, you kind of look around the arena, you notice there's some empty space because a lot of sponsors are like, look, we don't want a part of this. And again, you don't want to punish the players that are there now, but you also, there is a point at which you have to be able to say, I can look at what hockey Canada was investigating. And you want to be able to point to something to say, here is how I know that the culture has changed and they have addressed these issues and this is not going to happen now. And you can't do that. And that's the part that makes it uncomfortable for me. I I agree. I think and that's a pretty good way to summarize it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk about, and this is, you know, a hard transition, but let, let's talk about mm-hmm. maybe some of the players on the ice, particularly Pred's first overall pick this mm-hmm. year, Joachim Kamel, who is having an absolutely <laughs> splendid tournament. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah. Two goals, five assists. He is uh, tied for third in the entire tournament in terms of points. Um and, and it, I think we'll we'll talk about some of his game more in depth as the tournament goes on. We got more mm-hmm. shows about the World Juniors coming up, but um, yeah, I mean he he is a guy that a lot of people have watched this tournament and being like, okay, mm. I, I think the Preds might have gotten a little <laughs> bit of a steal here because this guy looks like a legitimate powerhouse forward. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the Predators, I think, were very excited. The I don't think it was even on their radar that, that, that Kimmel was a player that they were going to get in this year's draft. But watching him play, I love what I'm seeing from his game. This this young guy, first of all, his shot is incredible. Very strong shot. But he plays with a little bit of an edge, like not Zachary LaRue edge, like, you know, not we're not quite there, but he definitely plays with some edge. He plays with a lot of confidence. I don't know if you saw now he missed this, but there was a shootout where he tried a between the leg shot. And I thought, you know, I get that you missed the net, but booyah for style points, my friend. Right, like he yeah. You know, he's playing with confidence. Um, he's exciting. You notice him when he's on the ice. So I, th that has been a highlight for me for sure is to kind of see him in action uh, on the ice playing in this tournament. And I think it's been a really positive thing for him to showcase what he's capable of. Now, he there was one game, and I'm, and I'm not going to be able to tell you which one it was where he ended up not playing for like a chunk of time, which was interesting. Yeah. I don't know what that was about the, the Chechia game. It and, might be. You know, I was trying to go, go through um, Eric Danae's notes. Yeah. I, I think he said like he, the Chechia game, he looked like very rough. Yeah. Um, but then he, you know, he followed it up with multi-point game, you know, the other night. So, yeah. You know, it, it's good bounce back. And, it, you know, that's the other thing about these tournaments and a, a player like Kamel. Um, he's young. So there's going to be yes. points in these tournaments where he looks like an absolute badass. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be points in these tournaments where you watch him and he's like, oh, yeah, he he needs he needs some work he needs before some he goes to the NHL. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's just kind of the nature of the world yeah. juniors. Um, but I, I would say overall, I'm, I'm very happy um, with, with how he's played so far yeah um, and again we're, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this throughout the week um you know because we'll have more world junior coverage coming on so mm -hmm. uh we'll go a little bit more into his game in a second but i, I would say overall and um if you're a predators fan you have to be happy with what you've seen from his first world juniors Yes. I think he generated a lot of buzz when the Predators drafted him. He was super great to watch at development camp, but to be able to see him in game situations at the World Juniors, I think that, again, as a Predators fan, you've got to be intrigued by what we're seeing. Yeah, agree. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking more and more every day, like a very, uh, very solid first round yes. steal the Nashville yes. Predators. Well, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking more about World Juniors uh, coming up this week. We're inching a little bit closer to hockey time. Got some training camps opening up in about a month. Mm -hmm. So plenty more off-season content. Until then, we're going to look at what some of the other teams around the Central Division have done. Maybe look at some position previews and storylines. And hey, who knows? Maybe Connor Ingram uh, will wind up going somewhere and the Preds get something out of the situation they've created. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see how that goes until though, though. And until then though, those are a lot of TH. It's words. the Monday after vacation it race is. in abundance, my friend. Hey, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find my work at on the and you can find me on Twitter at and K underscore mama on ice. 
I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. You can also read all my work at onthefourcheck.com. If you're watching this video on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps the algorithm, helps us get this show out to more Preds fans like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Back Wednesday with an all-new episode. See you then. Thank you.